AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week right here on AM 630 The Word. Uh, We're living in in a a peculiar period right now uh, with uh, what we've heard so much and listening so much on uh, the coronavirus. But there's a particular verse in the Bible that has stuck with me over the weekend. And uh, I wanted to share it with you. It's a very popular one and maybe one day you've heard over and over again. I want to repeat it. Because we we need we needed to stick with us, and that's Second uh, Timothy one seven. God has not given us the spirit of fear, and I believe that what is going on right now and what is being offered to us is not so much the coronavirus, but the spirit of fear. And if we're not careful, we can overcome and get healed even if we got sick from corona and move on with our life but the spirit of fear once it moves in it can captivate and trap us and keep us that we would not be able to move forward with anything in our life because of fear fear is something that'll keep you bound and that'll keep you stuck you ever heard of the paralysis of analysis that's based in fear and so we have to be careful to be free from fear because it's not of God. And now you'll hear a lot of balanced preachers talk about how we need to be careful. And I believe it. We need to be careful. Wash your hands. Do what, do what the CDC is saying in all the interviews. But don't allow the spirit of fear to take over. That you're losing sleep and you can't rest and you can't pray and you can't read. Because the rest of the verse in in Second uh, Timothy one seven goes on to say, but but has given us the, po- the the but has given us power, love, and self discipline. I think that's the number one right there. First of all, uh, perfect love cast out all fear. First John tells us, and self discipline says, you know what? There's some things that I may need to implement in my home and with my family, with my children. I may need to do some things, and one of the things in self discipline is not losing control not getting into this chaotic state. And so I would encourage you, family, I would encourage you, church, uh, to stay with self-discipline, to f- keep from fear. Stay connected to your church. Call and check on your pastors. Uh, there, there's, there's probably be, be by now some impact on the church. Many churches are not able to meet. So check on them. And, and check on your, on, your, on your church and on your pastor. Don't forget to give. Many churches are, are a hub of help to their community, and we still need to support our local churches. We still need to give. Tithing and offering is very important, and uh, we need to continue to be faithful to God at our local church. Amen? And so one of the, one of the things that I say this often, I'll say it again because I think it's just so appropriate I appreciate the men and women that travel the globe and they preach and they teach all over the place and they go from pulpit to pulpit and they're spreading the good news. I love them. I follow some of them. But there's a special place in my heart, and I believe in the heart of God, for those men and women that that stick around. And I think today more than ever, they are much more appreciated 
because they visit us when we're sick. They call us and they they celebrate with us birthdays and weddings and babies being born. And uh, that is the the office of the local pastor. He and she is so so important to us and to our well-being. And right now they're playing such a critical role in encouraging us to continue the faith, to continue uh, believing that, yes, God can. And even when times get difficult, yes, God can and he will. And so today I'm in the studio with Pastor Andy Hastetler, and he is the pastor of Discovery Church. Pastor Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's an honor to be here. We're, we're in a peculiar time, and I was telling you right before we, we got on air uh, that you are the first pastor I'm interviewing in this corona period. Yes. You know, and so it's, it's, a, it's a different time. It is, for sure. Uh, it's, it has some challenges, uh, but it also uh, gives us an opportunity, mm-hmm. I think, that we haven't had. The church is really seeing the need to be local. Yes. And really reach out to their neighbors, um, whether that's personally, uh, probably not so much right now, but through media and uh, talking to them and even inviting them to get online and yeah. and watch their church. And and what happens from here, the way I'm seeing it, uh, is, is there is, you know, John 15. I don't want to get too preachy, yeah. but John 15 talks about, you know, I'm going to I'm going to prune those that are that are yes. not fruitful. Yes. And I'm going to cut those that are fruitful, that they may give more fruit. Yes. And in times like this, it's like a pruning period for the church. We can't yeah. do what we're comfortable doing. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, Romans eight twenty eight comes to mind. Yeah. God uses all things for his glory and our yeah. good, right? And so this is, I really see it as an opportunity for the church, uh, the people, to get out and maybe do what they weren't comfortable doing before. Uh, it's kind of we're being forced to do that now. But if we do that, where, where I'm getting to is if we do that, we will survive this. Oh, for sure. Corona will be part yeah. of the of our history. Where every, the antidote or whatever they're calling it right. is going to come out. We're going to be okay. Right. But how we get to the other side of this is what is in question. Yes. Is what the church now needs to be prepared for. Yes. Someone has to have the vision to see us on the other side of this uh, epidemic, of this pandemic, of what's going on, and how the church is going to be formed then. And what we do now is going to dictate that. So what I'm saying is if we're able to get outside of our comfort zone, you know, we're we're used to going to church and bringing people and saying, you know what, come to church and let him preach to you. You know, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet. Yeah. But now it's a different day. It is. And if we could survive this, the church is going to be so much better positioned on the yeah. other side of this if we come out of our comfort zone. Yeah, and I think it's a great opportunity for the church to be an example of how to walk through this without fear. And, uh, you know, yes, we want to be wise. We want to listen to those who are experts in all this, the CDC or wherever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just preached on this yesterday about being spirit-led. And after we get all the facts, what does God say? You know, you get all the facts, you do your homework, but then it's like, okay, we got all that, but what is God telling us? And like I said, I think it's a great opportunity for us to lead and be examples of people who walk by faith and not fear yeah. and not the circumstances around us. You know, there's a there's a interesting uh, argument, I would say, uh, the facts versus the truth. Yes. 
you know, because yeah. the facts say the doctor says you, you're sick. The, the the fever is real. Right. You know, and uh, but the truth is what will set you free. Yeah. yeah. You know, the truth is is what comes into your life, and yeah. and sometimes we need to be able to say, like, just like you said, let's listen to the facts. But what does the truth say? Yeah. What does God say about this? Exactly. And so that is what informs our faith. Yes. That is what uh, impulses us and, and, and tells us, you know, this is why I'm deciding this. I've heard. I've heard that. Yeah. And I'm not going against CDC. I'm not going against, you know, you should. You should no, I'm not, I'm not even telling you anything. Right. I'm just saying what informs us is what the truth, the truth of God. And how yes. do we know the truth? And how do we get faith? We get faith by hearing and hearing the word That's of right. God. That's and right. so the church now becomes so much more important, maybe not yeah. important, but on the spotlight. Yes, you know because because we need that truth to inform us yeah. in this day, where it's so easy to to get chaotic. Yes, and panic. Yeah, right? and fear and let fear drive us, and that's what, uh, as I was referring to earlier, we can set the example of what faith actually looks like. You know, yes, we believe God for healing and provision and restoration, but also in time of chaos. I mean, it's throughout Scripture, right, mm-hmm. that there's chaos, but there's calm in the storm when you're with Christ. He offers that peace that passes understanding. And I think that's that's one of the main things the church can do through this time is for the world to see the peace in us, yeah. even when it's chaotic. What I preached this weekend, uh, I, I came out of one of my favorite books uh, Esther, Esther, and at, towards the end of the book, in chapter seven, she is found in a banquet. Yes, and she is in between the one that can save her and the one yes. that's looking to kill her. Yes, you know, that's good. and and the Bible says, you know, you got to read between the lines. And I'm a storyteller yeah. in my preaching. Yeah, and so it says when Haman fell on her, she was reclined, and so she was in a posture of peace. Yes. She was. That's I, good. I, I I said she was chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Esther was That's in right. a. She was in a chill place. That's right. You know, and you can only be in that place when you have peace in your heart. Yeah. Because peace doesn't doesn't come by what's external, but internal. Yeah. And so when we can live in that place, and we know what what the news is telling us and CDC, and we're all watching it. Right. And we're and we're going to our local supermarkets, and we're seeing. What everybody yeah. else sees. Yeah. No toilet paper. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> right. Makes no sense, but there's yeah. none. Yeah. And and we, we can see that, but we have to allow that within us. Yes. That that seed that has been sown for so many years within right. us right. to now produce the peace that surpasses understanding. Yeah. The peace that, you know, others are pushing around, but I'm you know, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna get through this, and I'm, I'm yeah. gonna see my family on the other side of this. Yeah. And if and if we need and if God needs to heal us from Corona, He will. Amen. But I'd rather not get it. <laughs> Amen. You know, Amen. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 but no matter what, with the King on my on this side and 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 the enemy on the other side, yeah. I'm gonna get through this. And we know. That's we right. read. We, you've read. If you haven't read Esther, I would highly recommend yes. it. Great book. Amen. She survives. Sorry, I just spoiled it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she comes through as a yeah. hero. Yes. And and so you know, be able to live there. And I think that's where we are positioned as a church today. Yeah. We have access to the King. We have access to the King, and and, and we're living with Haman. <laughs> yes, that, that's a great point. That's a great illustration for today. Yeah. Right. We're living with the enemy, and in the midst of his. 
kingdom, so to speak. Yeah. And but we can walk with without fear because we know the King, we know the Master, and He's given us that peace and that authority, mm-hmm. right, to walk in dark times. That's right. And uh, I think I think like you said, it's it's kind of going to be a test for each believer to really ask themselves, who who do I trust? Yeah. Who do I trust? Who who am I going to walk with through this? That's right. That's right. So I, I kind of skipped around. I told you what right. I was going to do, and then I didn't do it. <laughs> That's all right. So <laughs> I want to introduce uh, our listeners to you. Tell me, tell me a little bit about about yourself. Where are you from? Are you a PK? Uh, sure. Are you are from the San Antonio area? Are you even from Texas? What's yeah. What's your story? Tell us a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm not from Texas originally. Uh, I was born in Virginia. Uh, we moved around quite a bit. Moved to Texas in '82 when I was a, a sophomore in high school, and been here ever since. So, uh, my dad worked on a ranch with cattle uh, my whole life, and uh, he wasn't a, a minister, but he was very. Him and my mom were very involved in the church. We were very involved in the church all growing up. So, um, I wasn't a PK, but kind of felt like I was. Yeah. But um, great. Great life growing up, uh, and felt called into ministry in actually junior high. Well, let me ask you that question: how How was that conversion moment for you? Uh, coming to Christ, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was when I was uh, around seven years old. Uh, I have one brother, and he and I shared a bedroom. And every night, my dad would come in and pray with us. And one night, he just asked us, "Would you like to receive Christ personally?" and we both said yes, and he prayed with us, and it wasn't a big fanfare thing. It was just kind of like, well, of course we want to accept Christ. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know he had to until that point, but yeah, um, yeah it was just very simple and uh, just a, a great example of a godly father. What what an honor. Yes. What a, what a privilege and honor yeah. to be able to lead your children to the Lord. Yes, for sure. I mean, I, I've at this <clears throat> table, I've heard so many spectacular <clears throat> testimonies, you yeah. know. I was in this, and I was yeah. in that, and I was lost. And yeah, but what a great honor, and yeah. what a great testimony to to be led to the Lord uh, by your father. Yes, and uh, I'll just say, parents have the greatest influence on their kids, and uh, that that can be good or bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We need to understand that our kids are watching, and I can say, um, you know, my whole life living with my dad. I saw him walk the walk. Um, Of course, he wasn't perfect, but I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about a man who loved God and honored God in what he did and what he said. And he lived, he he was an example. And even to this day, he's still an example to me. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a big difference. And I think we get it mixed up between perfection and holiness. Yeah. I think you're right. The Bible doesn't say, be ye perfect, right. for I am perfect. Right. It talks about holiness, and holiness is being separated, Yeah. separating yourself from those things. And exactly. I thank God that there's the blood of Jesus that yeah. would redeem us, cleanse us, forgive us, yeah. that, we can, that we can continue walking in holiness. Right. And, but we put this standard of perfection, yeah. and why do most people not go to church today? Oh, there's, there's a bunch of hypocrites, yeah. and, you know, and so... We're all that to some extent, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Aren't we? Aren't yeah. we? And so, you know, we need we need to get over that, right? 
that excuse that's a lame excuse already yes and and get into seeking god in his holiness whether right. you are a holiness movement or not that's besides the point right right but god says in his word to yeah. to be, be it and that's that's what our goal is and what we're striving to be yeah exactly. and you saw that at home i did yeah and so <clears throat> um so went to church my whole life and then in uh i think it was seventh grade felt called to ministry and responded to that call. Really didn't tell anybody until uh, I was going to college and was applying to a Bible college. And mm. my mom asked, why would you go there? <laughs> it's like, well, I actually feel like I'm supposed to. And so they were totally supportive uh, of that and uh, went into ministry out of college. So tell me a little bit about that that decision because now yeah. you're, you know, not every saved person <clears throat> Does, makes that next decision. You you felt called, and you went to study, and yeah. then you know how how was how was that for you? How was that that light bulb? Did it did it go on? So yeah, so the actual call, it was uh, Sunday night. We went to a little country church in southern Alabama at the time, and uh, just I, I can't even tell you what the message was about, uh, or even the altar call was about. The, pastor called people to come forward for some reason i don't remember mm-hmm. because about halfway through the message i just felt this heavy burden to respond to the call of god and so i was basically fighting with them through the whole sermon and then at the end i was like okay i'll go so i remember i don't know if i ran but i felt like i ran yeah. to the front <laughs> and just kind of collapsed and just started weeping. And I remember thinking, why am I weeping? I don't even know. But it was just surrendering my heart to God yeah. and just saying, God, whatever you wanted me to do, whatever it is, I'll do it. Of course, seventh grade, you know, and then I start trying to reason, okay, what is what does that look like? What? And I finally was like, God, whatever it is, I don't, yeah. whatever you want me to do, I don't have to figure it out right now. And so, um, you know, going through college, uh, my senior year, I was studying to just be in general ministry and my senior year god said you're going to start a church Mm. and that was before it was cool to start churches you know Mm -hmm. it was back in uh, the 80s late 80s and so i was engaged at the time to my now wife and so i told her i said look you need to know this is coming someday do you still want to get married and she did um, but it was actually thir- uh, 13 years after that that I started the church, um, a 13-year process. Yeah. Um, and it was just God's timing. It mm-hmm. was uh, how how all that happened was just amazing. You yeah. know, you see God's hand in it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Right? Exactly. You look back and you <laughs> yeah, see God like, oh, there. Oh, of course it was there. But when you're walking through it, it's not quite as clear. Where are you? You're looking yeah. for him. Yeah. So now <clears> – <throat> You're not you're not from Texas, but how do you end up in Texas and in San Antonio? How does, how does that happen? Yeah, so uh, we moved to Texas. My dad was in the cattle business. We moved to Texas in uh, the early 80s, and then I think it was mid-80s. There was kind of the bust of the oil boom, uh, which was a lot of the, the men in the cattle business, the money at least in the cattle business. So, <clears throat> um, so that's what brought us here. Uh, and then, of course, when I went to college, I went to uh, up in the Dallas area. I went to a college there, and uh, you know. And so you 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 have been here in San Antonio area. No, we came to San Antonio in '94. Okay. Uh, out of college, we went to a, a church in the Houston area, and were there for five years, and then came to San Antonio in '94. 
Was it to plant the church? Yeah, no, it was uh, youth pastoring ah, okay. at a church. And then I was there actually for nine years, and the pastor there helped start the church. He had a vision to take staff and mm-hmm. send them out. And so he played a big part in, in helping. That church played a big part in helping us get started and planning. And that was Discovery. <clears throat> yes. So now tell me a little bit about, about Discovery. Sure. Uh, where, where are you guys located? Tell me about the church. Yeah. So we're, <clears throat> we are in Cibolo, Texas, which is uh, northeast <clears throat> off 35. The address is 242 Country Lane, Cibolo, Texas. Uh, so it's off uh, off of 78, if you know FM 78, going towards Seguin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we started in 03, so we're in our 17th year right now. And uh, it's it's just been an adventure. We started in a school there in Cibolo, and we were in a school for three years. And during those three years, we were able to buy some land. And we moved out onto the land in 06 in, into a tent. Really? We put up a tent uh, because the school was uh, really just trying to get everybody that was renting space from them out of, out of their buildings. And so they were raising the rent substantially. So we decided to buy a tent and meet in the tent until we could build. Um, and we actually were in the tent for three years wow. before we were able to build. And we built in 09. And uh, just been going ever since. That tent period must have been uh, interesting. <clears throat> That's a good word for it. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, we we were at two services in the school, and uh, during the summer in the tent, we went to one because by ten o'clock it, you yeah. were melting. So, uh, but it, you know, you you talk to people who were in the tent. And they looked back like it was the greatest thing. Yeah. Like, you're not remembering <laughs> how bad it was. Uh, now, there's some good memories in the tent, but we're thankful that we're out of the <laughs> that, tent now. That, yeah. that season finished. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now tell me, um, what, what is the church up to today? What's going on? Tell me, tell me a little bit about, about Discovery. Also, where are you on the web? You're on the Internet. Yes, uh, discoverylife.org. Discoverylife.org is our website. Uh, we've got a lot of information on there that people can check out and, and see who we are. Um, but as far as the church, I mean, we've been um, uh, really, since we started the church, we've focused on three things, mm-hmm. doing three things with excellence at least, and that is to have powerful worship, uh, a simple message that is uh, people can apply easily and live out, and then a dynamic kids' ministry. Mm. Uh you know, when I started the church, one of the main things, the first things I did was a demographic study of the area. And it's still pretty close to what we found back in uh, 02, I guess that was, um, is that there's a lot of young families there. Mm-hmm. And uh, even more so now, there's people just, I mean, that place is just exploding, yeah. the Cibolo Shirts area. And so there's a lot of young families. And, and it, if you have kids, small kids, that's important to you. You exactly. want your kids to be ministered to. And so our kids' ministry is dynamic. I mean, we have people all the time tell us, you know, we're coming here because of the kids' ministry. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm fine with that. It's like, hey, they're great. And and so even even from our, our nursery, the babies, all the way uh, through our kids' ministry, it's not a babysitting service. They are They are ministering to those kids on their level, and kids love it. I mean, they they 
we often hear stories parents tell us our kids beg us to come back mm-hmm. they beg us to, and that's, that's what I want I want the yeah. kids to love coming to church to hear about Jesus and so we got a great team of, uh, of all our, our teams great but our children's ministry team is incredible well pastor why don't you invite us to church on Sunday yeah uh, be a little different right now because we're going this is true because <laughs> of the coronavirus but um, typically we meet at 9 30 and 11 o'clock uh, every Sunday morning uh, at 242 Country Lane, Cibolo. And, uh, man, we love to have you. If you can come right now, we'll be streaming live on our Facebook page, which is Discovery Church at Cibolo, Texas. You can uh, search us and find us there. We also have an app, a church app. You can just search your store at Discovery Life, all one word, on your on your store, and you'll find our app there that you can download and find out more about us. So on the on the web, discoverylife.org, on Facebook, Discovery mm-hmm. Discovery, Discovery Church. Discovery Church. Below. And then as well as an app. And uh, we're talking about this because of Corona, the situation. Yes. A lot of churches are meeting online only. Yes. And so I want you to find them. I want you to find them on, on the on the web. Uh, perhaps by the time this airs, er, everything is done. And if Hopefully, that's the case, yes. then get to church. Yes. Get out there on uh, in Cibolo and, and discover church. Discover yeah. Church over there at Discovery Church uh, <laughs> with Pastor Andy. And so, San Antonio, I want to thank you for listening. Pastor Andy, thank you so much yes. for being part of the program thank you. and being part of the Church of the Week. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Uh, San Antonio, God bless you, and we will see you soon. We will see you soon. If we don't see you in church, then we will see you online. Yes. But get to church, San Antonio. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.